questions about my trip. Oh man, do you even do you even can you even fathom how awesome New York City is? Most people that live our lifestyle would be like, you can keep that place. And granted, if I didn't have the 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 setup we had, it would probably be tough to take. If you had to Uber everywhere, if you had to walk everywhere, if you you know, Lord forbid you have to take the subway, the shit that's going on in that subway right now. I mean, it's dangerous to ride Mm. this. You know what they're doing in the subway? Mm. Their new thing is that they are pushing people off as the train approaches. So people are like hanging on to shit because they never know. Last week, these, these girls dressed up in green stocking suits, like real tight stocking or what do they call them pants compression pants yeah, yeah, yeah. yoga pants L- yoga pants six of them and beat the shit out of two 19 year old girls on there and robbed them and if everybody's filming with their oh, phone i saw that i'm like put your phone down and beat the shit on what are you guys doing america's afraid to fight back yep because everybody gets in trouble for it i they saw sh- go ahead go ahead i saw a lady breaking all the windows out of you probably were there it was somewhere downtown new york she's got a hammer and she's walking down this store breaking every single plate glass window and all it is is a bunch of people filming her. Nobody, why don't you stop someone from doing that? I mean, you, you're just going to watch them. Do, I mean, think how much damage is done to a 15-foot-tall you know, pane of glass, every single one on a storefront in New York City. It's $100,000 worth of damage, probably. Everybody. And they just watch it go down. To, to go with what you're saying, I really do think New York City, you can have it. But I would like to have it for a few days, you know, why? I feel like it's like Las Vegas to me. Like, I want, I've never been. I would love to see it. I would love to experience the food and the nightlife and all that kind of stuff. But I, I would not want to like live there or stay there for a long period of time or anything like that. I don't, but I don't like that hustle and bustle, you know, kind of a, a, a lifestyle. But I, like, I love San Francisco for a few days too. Not anymore. I can't Not anymore. anymore. But they're all like that, right? Like, no, that's the thing that's different is that I not, I didn't see one, one part of that in New York City. Really? And you think it'd be everywhere? They don't allow it. If somebody puts a tent up, get it down. It's a Democratic mayor too, and there I didn't see any. Like you go to Frisco, they've overran it with that. You can't. Frisco has been ruined. One of the most pretty locations for a city in the world, the bridges, the tall buildings, the food in Chinatown and the wharf and everything down in San Francisco has all been ruined. I don't want to go there. I don't want to drive into the city anymore. Yeah. I just don't want to do it. I'm surprised that New York is not like that. But I, I, this is fiction, but this show typically does a pretty good job with like current events and stuff. Have you ever watched Blue Bloods? Um, I was just asked about that last night. I've never seen one episode, but that's filmed in New York. Yeah. Tom Selleck's like the main guy and yeah. uh, Mark Wahlberg. It's actually a really good show. It is. It is. Like I said, it's, it's fake, but they do a pretty good job covering like the current events. So I watched one the other night, you know, and they um, they had a scene where the, the, a couple bunch of people like are harassing these New York uh, police officers and filming them and they throw a bucket of water and it's, it's like a different version of today's times, right? Where police officers are no longer respected or their authority is no longer feared. And the younger kids are doing whatever you see it. The younger kids are doing whatever they want. We just had, we just had sideshows here in Reno where people from California, Oregon, Nevada, they're taking over intersections of our city 
doing donuts and burnouts and going crazy. And when the cops show up, they literally th- start throwing rocks at the cop cars and people take off in, you know, high pursuit scenarios. The cops don't even chase them because they're not allowed to anymore. And they basically do whatever they want and they have zero respect for the cops or their authority. Uh, so they had a, a, an instance of that on that show. But then they also, I watched another one where uh, they talked about cleaning up the homeless because N- New York's tourism is a $65 billion a year industry. And they were recognizing that the homeless problem in New York was affecting that. Just like what you just said. Huge. People don't want to go and see that. They don't want to see human waste on the sidewalks. They don't want to see people sleeping on the sidewalks. They don't want to be accosted for money every time they come out of a restaurant or a store. Okay, let me ask you this, though, real quick. How evident is it that people don't want it when what's going on with the migrants being shipped to Martha's Vineyard? Now you saw Eric Ab- uh, Adams, the is it Eric Abrams or Adams? Adams, the mayor of New York. No. Um, he's sitting there on his last two news conferences to say, please quit sending them here. Because DeSantis is getting them in Florida. Abbott's getting them in Texas. And it's everybody else's problem. But when it's in your backyard, now all of a sudden it's national security. Mm-hmm. Bring in, bring in the, the national na- guard, the national guard and get them the heck out of here. What, how fair is that to America that it's okay over here, but when the rich people in the Hamptons over there, three hours from New York city have to deal with it. Now it's a problem. Exactly. So, so what you're saying is exactly true is like New York with that much dude, go on with what you're saying. Cause I got to talk to you about the tourism there. It's unlike shit I've never seen in my life. It's unbelievable how busy that they say, call it the city that what never sleeps. And it's a hundred percent true. Is it's it a 24 Ve- hour town? Like it's Vegas on steroids. Really? Dude. And you had a bit of a different experience, but I mean, the bars are going all night long and dude at, at <clears> one <throat> o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, Times square looks like new year's Eve really on the weekend. And that's the sketchiest part that I saw in New York city is the, is the, the, um, the crime or the, what is it called when somebody tries to like, they're dressed in a Mickey mouse suit and they come up and try to let you get a picture with them. And then they demand your money when they're fake as hell. They're not even supposed to be wearing that suit. It's a copyright infringement. It's almost like an extortion kind yeah, of Yeah, Like thing. an extortion. Like yeah. this, this guy comes up to me and goes, Oh man, what's up? And he's, he's an Afro-American. And I said, what's up? He goes, man, don't act like you don't like black people. I'll be your best black friend. I'm like, what's up? And he's like, man, just getting this CD coming out. Uh, and he goes, let me sign one for you. And he freaking boom. And, and you know, I like hip hop. So I'm trying to give him time of day, which I shouldn't have. Um, I got my dog, you know, I got people there. And, um, at the very end, he goes, yeah, no, you, you know, we're trying to get our video up on the big screen here. Bullshit. Uh, it takes a lot to get. He takes a lot big time management to get a video up mm-hmm. on the big screen there in Times Square in public relations, and all that. And then he goes, man, all I need is money to make it happen, man. I need you to make a donation for this CD. I'm like, bro, I don't even know what's on this CD. This could be just a blank thing. If some, what, what are you do, trying to do? You like, I'm just supposed to trust you because you take out a Sharpie and sign it real quick and shove it in my face. Right. You know, there's a lot of that going on. And that, that was the, that was the part that I didn't like was if it was me and you walking and we can, can, we can roll, but as a family situation, Times square on a night, on a night shift is not where I want to be. Right. Not where I want to be. But the, but what you're saying is exactly right. It's like, it's everybody else's problem until it's your problem. And this mayor is cleaning up New York city. I would go to the firehouse cause we were there filming with FDNY and I'd be like, I don't see any homeless people. Oh, you'll see them around. I'm like, bro. I have an eye for it. I look everywhere I go. I went to Denver. It's been riddled. 
It's that downtown Denver's been ruined. Downtown Chico has been ruined. San Francisco has been ruined. Our my hometown, Reno, Nevada, has been yeah. ruined. Yeah. I don't even want to go down there. I don't even want to go down there. You Yesterday at the Italian picnic, you see how good they did on both sides of the street, how they weren't allowing anybody to come in there? Yep. The, the, there's a reason for that. That's sad that we have to do that. If you would have been a half a block to the east, they would have been there. Yeah, 100%. Yep. And um, so I'm looking at it as why I, I don't understand. I, I want to have compassion. But when is enough enough? Like, go get, you know, if you have a chance to go get a job and you have a chance to take care of mental illness or whatever, then go do it. But I don't understand why it's okay for cities to be tarnished because of the issue. And it's, it's, it's easy for somebody sitting in their big house in Martha's Vineyard and go, oh, we got to take care of the homeless. Well, that's because you've never seen one. Exactly. You've never seen a problem that's going on. And now all of a sudden when they get there, their first response is, get them out of here. Yep. Well, why don't you let them pitch a tent in your front yard? Why don't you let them pitch a tent down there on the sidewalk where your bake sale is? Yeah, just, no, just let them hang out in the city. Yeah. Here's, I saw it again today and it's this is the problem is they're not people that you know stop into your establishment and and you know sit on sit in the parking lot and and just rest their feet for a minute on their way this morning when i got to work there's there was a homeless couple and they were going through all their suitcases in the parking lot fine the difference is when they when they came across their trash and everything they throw it on the ground and they leave their empty, you know, energy drink can and three cigarette butts and four paper towels and, you know, 20 pieces of paper. And then they pick up and they walk off because they're not productive members of society. You know, they, they're not going to walk over to a garbage can and throw that stuff away. They live like the, 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 the people that they are, they, they live like scumbags. And that's why you can't have them around. And that's why nobody wants them in their cities. And you can build as many shelters as you want. And as soon as you put that parameter on there that you got to be in the shelter by 9 p.m. and you got to be sober, and they won't go anymore. And you can talk to all the law enforcement people. You can talk to, you know, you can talk to a politician if you got get an honest one. They'll tell you the same thing. 90% of the people that live on the streets choose to live on the streets. And that's because they live outside of the normal culture of, of, you know, society. hundred percent. They want to do hardcore drugs. They want to drink. They want to smoke. They want to freaking do whatever they want at whatever time they want and however they want. And the constraints of normal society don't fit them. And that's the problem, man. And so compassion, everybody has compassion, right? You don't want to see somebody, you know, freezing to death or whatever i hate every time i see it but but as you dig deeper into the scenario which that's what those people don't do right you just said it they look down at from martha's vineyard and go you guys got to treat those people with respect and dignity let that person go take a dump right on your front porch let them leave their heroin needle on the ground for your kid to pick up and play with or your dog to step on it's okay it's okay for us to put up with that yeah when it's up there it's not okay exactly and i think it's genius for mabbitt and desantis to, to showcase that to the world if it's good for us, it's good for you. Yeah, to showcase it that, hey, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. You want to take care of the homeless situation, get out here and get in the weeds with them. Yeah. Work on something to try to, 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 to you know, figure out this pandemic of what, I mean, it's seriously a pandemic. Oh, my God. 
of how many people are homeless. Like you go down to downtown Reno and you got kids that are 15 down there. They're already starting off on the wrong foot. No discipline, no parent parental guidance, no leadership. And the next thing you know, they'll be living off of welfare yeah. and our tax dollar. And it's not okay to be pissed off about that and upset. Yeah, it is. I'm tired of it. I'm tired not being able to go to a triple A baseball game. What do you know? I'm the bad guy because I can afford to buy a, a ticket to a baseball game. I can afford to go to dinner before the game and then walk. I don't even want to go. I want to give our city tourism. I want to go support the local places. But when I, I've got, I had a pistol on my hip the whole time I was with you the other day at the Italian festival. You have to. Ready to jack somebody. You have to. Because I'm scared to be down there. Right. Yeah. It's like crazy to me that we're the bad guy or we're ignorant because we don't want it. We don't want it. But anyway, it's funny how that negativity and the division has been what we're talking about when New York was a positive experience. There was none of it. There was, dude, I'm telling you, this city, you, you will go, like Katz's Diner, for example. World famous Katz's Diner. Homemade pastrami. Jewish diner. Unfrickin' believable. Really? Line, five hours long, <laughs> or until all of it's gone. And when I say line out the door, I'm talking line out the door. Not out the door. I'm talking about wrapped around the building for this freaking pastrami sandwich. And it's the coolest shit. Like you come in this side door or this corner of the, of the store, right? And you come in and this guy's standing there like a bouncer almost. And he gives you a green ticket. And that green ticket is your pass to ride the ride pretty much. You got to get in line and you go over here. And on the far left is a drink counter and a coffee and a bar. Beer, barista, that shit, right? And then all here is cutter one, cutter two, cutter three, cutter four, cutter four, five, cutter six. And they call them cutters. And they freaking, and they, and you go up there and people that don't order the pastrami, they'll like give you shit. It's like <laughs> some guy ordered the burger. They're like, oh, 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 oh. they make a, the all these guys make a scene. Um, let me show you this real quick, just so you know exactly what I'm talking about. So you, uh, Katz's Delicatessen. Oh, wow. Look at that. Uh, big windows looking out. At, you come this way. See where it says cutter? Yep. Cutter two. Cutter three. And these lines, they, 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 they only get them about 10 deep, right, on each one. So there's 60 people in line, and then once the line gets short, they let some of them out. Tons of people are getting to-go orders, right? Look at this shit. Look at those pastrami's being carried oh, over there. Oh, wow. Look at that. Hot pastrami. Hot pastrami sandwiches, bro. Dang, he's a that. pro, too. Watch this. Wow. Dude, we have no culture like this where we live, bro. Zero. I kept looking at Jen and Ann and everybody going, we have no culture where we live. That's what I loved about He just gave you a little sample of yeah, the glass? He, he gives you the sample of the pastrami. Look at this. Gets it out. He says, uh, with mustard on the side, he gives me a little piece. Every piece that he gets out, he gives you a sample. I'm talking melt-in-your-mouth pastrami, bro, which is, you know, brisket. Right on the rye bread. Watch oh, the mustard. Oh, he made it? Look at the mustard. Watch this. Wow. Bro, nothing like it where we live. There's How no good was it? Oh, my God, Crosby. I'm talking every meal I had. I went to Salt Bay. No, oh, did you? Salt down the Nurset elbow. set or whatever? Yeah, a uh, new Surrette. Um, look at him dropping salt on my head. <laughs> These guys. Was that worth it? That, that, was that worth the trip? Or? New Surrette? Yeah. Um, you know how picky I am, New York pizza. I'm really picky about steaks because I feel like I cook a good steak. 
prepare a good steak. It was legit. But what was weird about it is that when you walk to the bathroom, they got meat counters on both sides. Again, no place like this where we live. Maybe one in Vegas, but not this cool. He's got one in Vegas. Does he? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so probably his place. Um, This side is all the top meats that you could imagine. Beef tongue, tripe, sweet breads, big steaks, big, big lamb, the lamb chops I had there. I need to show you the video. Um, And then on this side is this VIP locker. And it has this guy's name on it, um, Ryan Seacrest. So when he comes for probably when the ball drops or when he goes over there to film his show, I think he does his his Kelly and Ripa show, his Kelly Ripa show there. I think he flies from LA. He's got a radio show. Then he flies there and does all his shit there and records. Well, it's got like a, an eight bone, an eight bone prime rib form there, but mm. it's got one for Tom Brady. And I'm like, and it has the date that Tom Brady's supposed to be in there. You know, that might be wrong. It might be the date that he it bought it. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. But Tom Brady's a vegan. He is? He claims veganism with his wife, which I guess they're getting divorced, right? Maybe she was a vegan and now he's out. You think so? You think? No, she was a vegan. But he turned into a vegan too. 100%. Um, So as far as the culture of New York City, we went to the best. We went to Carmine's. You know world famous Carmine's that was... That, that it's always talked about. It's a family style Italian place. Yeah. It's uh, it's anything that you've ever been to in your life, family style, like we have around here on 10, 10, uh, 10. Um, what does it call when you do steroids? You do a, uh, not a rotation, cycle. but a cycle. It's on 10 cycles of steroids, dude. Really? Yeah. You talk about loud. You, you think of Italians as being loud and they, you can't hear yourself talking this place. All the dishes people clanking are singing, and people dishes yelling. Clanging, <laughs> the, the waiters are yelling. I mean, it's freaking unreal. And the, the food, amazing. We went to uh, Gary LaVox, my buddy from Rascal Flats, turned me on to his Italian restaurant. Every time Rascal Flats would play Madison Square Gardens, which we wanted to go to a concert there, but it was a rapper girl named Lizzo or something. And I listened to two of her songs and it was a lot of cussing. I'm like, I'm not taking a listen to that. Even though she is pretty talented, she's got some pretty jivey stuff. Um, didn't go to that, really wanted to. Drove by Madison Square and, and wanted to go to it. I will make it there someday. This was my first time in the city. But um, this, uh, where, what was I bringing up Lizzo for? Shit, I'm so excited the, about talking about The Italian about restaurant. So, so uh, no, yeah, Gary LaVox. Gary Every LaVox, time he played yeah. Madison Square Gardens, he put me on this little tiny place. 15 table place. That's the best place. High end 15. Dude, I had the pork chop and the pesto gnocchi. I, and I, I don't go into an Italian restaurant to order a pork chop. But the, the, the guy that Gary's got, his buddy, he goes, trust me, Chad, you want this pork chop. And I'm like, I'm going to eat this pork chop. <laughs> yeah. And you could just picture the old days of this place at the corner table back in the back corner, like who would be sitting at it and shit. But our guy, Mike, big Mike that helped me throughout the whole week. He got the ravioli. And when you talk fresh, they were just rolled that day. They were just stamped that day. These noodles and pasta was so fresh. Every bite of food was amazing in there. Um, Salt Bay, awesome experience. Don't know though. I'll be a hundred percent honest. Like what we paid for this dinner, I would not go back. Yeah. Unless it was one of those things where you wanted to experience it and, and he was there maybe and, and we were going to see him do his thing, which I don't give a shit about. But I don't know if I'd go back to, to Nuzeret. Now, great service, great food, no complaints. But for the food we ate, 
and the money we spent, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I do it again. And I'm not a cheap person. I just don't think that I would spend that a money for what we got. The, we had a bone in tomahawk ribeye. We had a rib cap, which is the best piece of meat, in my opinion, on a cow, on a steer. And we had lamb chops, but then we had sides and all that. Um, they're very gracious. The, we had wine. It was, we, it was a good price tag, but I wish that we would have got more meat for mm. what we paid. But the meat is so expensive that you, you got to be careful what you're ordering. He's built this name that oh, yeah. it's all Kobe beef he, and Wagyu and all that stuff. He has a, I, I just saw a thing, uh, you know, one of those YouTube bloggers or whatever ordered a $600 gold encrusted steak from his place. I believe in Vegas. They had that there. Three of them. I saw him wrapped yeah. up in the freezer, 600 bucks. And he, he said it was not definitely not worth 600 bucks that it's more of a marketing, you know, kind of a, it's kind of like ordering a bottle of booze at a bar. You know what I mean? Like you're paying $300 for a bottle of, you know, Jack Daniels when, you know, you can buy it at the store for 30, but it's the atmosphere and all that kind of stuff. But that's kind of crazy. Food, food's so expensive now in general. Anyway, you know, every time you go out to eat now, it's, it's crazy expensive, so, but I can imagine there it's even worse. Well, not worse, but just this place you know. we ate at. I'm sorry. I'm on my phone. My daughter just got sick and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take some care of some stuff while we're doing this. Um, I'm going to my schedule. So this place. Um, oh, God, I didn't even tell you about Yankee Stadium. Three games in a row trying to watch Eric Judge. Aaron Judge beat the record. He didn't hit one while I was there. You went to three games while you were there? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, dude, against the Orioles. And I had Aaron Judge's seats. Bro. Wow. It was, I was in the player section with him and uh, with all the why, you know, all that kind of shit. And he didn't hit one. But, bro, you talk about the best fans in the world. Oh, I bet. Get your asses up and clap. He just looks up <laughs> and says that to everybody. Like they don't give a shit. Like they are New Yorkers, man. It's like, um, so I want to talk about Yankee stadium for a second. Baseball, Yankee baseball hall of fame inside of it. Um, the, the merch go buy a Jersey, an Eric judge Jersey. The authentic one that doesn't have the, it's embroidered and it doesn't have judge across. It's like the one the Yankees wear. It's not judge. I'm talking about Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter, number two jersey. No name on it because the authentic ones don't have their name on the on the pinstripe jersey, right? It's just blank. Just the number two. Guess how much for a jersey? 175 bucks. Oh my God. I go, what? And I'm not talking like a big guy's one. I'm talking uh, for a girl. For a freaking girl. Alyssa wanted a Derek Jeter jersey. 175 bucks. I'm like, what the? And the point is, is that people pay it. These people are fanatics. Oh, yeah. There's a reason why they're valued at eight billion or whatever. The stadium, the food, the hot dogs, the beers, everything is massively overpriced. How many people fit in Yankee Stadium? I don't. I know you don't know the exact answer, but forty thousand maybe. And it's packed every night they play there. Huh? Packed every night they play there. I don't know. Well, there, there was uh, some rain came and there there was a lot of like fair weather fans. They ran. <laughs> there were some fair weather fans, but I don't know if the Yankees lose if they still. I don't think they're that loyal hmm. if the Yankees aren't winning. But you talk about a trip where you drive from Manhattan past Harlem over the bridge into the Bronx. I mean, we're doing this. This is like the the reason I'm I'm so excited about it is that this is shit we talk about our whole lives. And you watch a Bronx Tale, you watch Coming to America, you watch Harlem Nights, The Sopranos. I, dude, I was standing in Harlem at the firehouse, and I literally heard somebody come out of their window and go, 
well, you do. Like it's like it's like they're doing this shit. There's there's kids playing double dutch. There's freaking stickball in the streets. There's people cussing as loud as you can hear. And we we wake up here in this little town that we're in right now, and we have no clue how much life is going on out there and how much culture is out there. Do you know what you know? The the uh, Afro Afro African American girl comes up to the uh, uh, my buddy firefighter at the firehouse. Where you been? I heard you got killed in that last fire. And I, I, fuck, I was just laughing. Uh, and she was serious. Like they were friends. She gives him a huge hug. She's like, you going to be here tomorrow? I'm going to I'm gonna bring the food. And I was just like, how loving is that? Like she was so caring about this man. And, that, and he takes care of her family and they have this relationship. Like these are, we don't hear about this good part of this. You, you never hear how good these people interact together in this part of the country. And it's just like... It's all bad. When we hear it all the way over here, it's you all only bad. hear the bad stuff. It's all yeah. bad. And I'm sitting there witnessing going, the, they have a genuine friendship. She's bringing him food. And I go, what kind of food? He's go, best soul food you'll ever eat in your life. Hmm. She makes it homemade, her and her mom. And I'm like, gosh, damn, I wish I was going to be here. She was bringing it three days after I left. Harlem. It's funny you think about how different, you just said it, other people's lives are. You know, there's people that live in New York City. They don't own a car. They've never owned a car. You know, they never they walk everywhere. They, yeah, they they the the green grass they see is in Central Park. You know, it's like they just live in the concrete jungle. But there's probably something cool about that. You know what I mean? You think about obviously Hollywood glamorizes all that stuff, but I think there's something cool about you know walking home from work and stopping in your neighborhood corner bar. You know, I that's what I do when I go to San Francisco. I go to the old school you know, bars and taverns and restaurants that are tucked right into the city that people, that that's people that they just got off work and walked in there to have a beer before they walk up to their apartment. You know, they're, they're not tourists like us, but they do that every day. And there's something cool about that. You know, so cool. Yeah. I'm different than what, how we live, but there's still no culture cool. here, bro. Yeah. Name one bit of culture we have. Is there any, and I wanted to, I wanted to ask you your opinion on it. You know, why don't we have those cool restaurants? And I think it's because nobody supports them. We, don't, we just don't have the town. We don't have the, you know, a cool place opens up and people will go to it for a week or two and never go again. Now, granted, we don't have the, the casino. It, casinos own the tourism in this area. Yeah. Besides Tahoe, which is very expensive. But there's just no, if I, when I tell you the rest of these places about how much culture is in every bar you go to, when you go into these bars and you ask for a Manhattan in Manhattan, and the pride these bartenders take. These bartenders have been there 40 years. Oh, yeah. These servers have been there 25 years. Yep. Um, when, you, when you go to O'Hara's, which is the bar next door to the fire station that was directly across the street from the towers, which we're going to save this for another podcast of the Freedom. Have I showed you the pictures? i show you. Um, the, the Freedom Towers, you know, in, where the, the, new, the new memorial is and the in the um, museum and all that it's um, I, I cried the whole time in the, the museum walking through it and knowing what these firefighters and these innocent people that went to work that day went through we've forgotten about it as a country we have for sure look at that how sick that is that's on a police harbor boat they took us on a private tour of the of the harbor of the hudson and then around a of of the of east river and got right out there with the freaking statue ellis island mm. um Look at this. Look at this, how sick this is. Looking back at the Freedom Tower with the Brooklyn Bridge in between me and the Freedom Tower. That's cool. The Brooklyn Bridge, dude, how sick is that? 
really cool. Um, so my my my, I want to get, I want to have a, a breaking it down episode about nine eleven and the Freedom Tower and the museum and this firehouse that was directly across the street where they were the first ones to run in, first ones to die, you know. And um, there's a bar right next door to it called O'Hara's Irish Pub, and it was it's been open forever. So our guy that we work with, uh, Mike, he goes, I want to take you there, Chad, because he has a photo album. Because Mike could hear it in my voice, how passionate I was about FDNY and NYPD. He's in, and Mike is NYPD 28 years. Um, he's our escort for the whole week, and he's making sure that we're taken care of, right? Like, like this dude is dialed. He's like dialed, dialed. Um, and he's like, I want to take you in there for one reason. This guy has a photo album, an old school photo album that he started in 2001 of all the newspaper articles, the pictures, pictures of his bar, the people across the street. Um, every wall is covered in, I've found Nevada. We, we, we just happened to sit down by Nevada of fire patches and police patches. Hmm. Placer County, California, Washoe County, like we're, we're, we're right there by our table. Uh, but everybody that goes there must know about this and they bring a patch that if you're a serviceman, they know how important O'Hara's was to the build back, you know, because all the firefighters would drink beer there. Um, Mike's Deli on arthur avenue we pull up to it because we say we got to go eat mike's deli it's the most it's like the it's like the best sandwich i've ever had the mozzarella balls the caprese salad like blow your mind shit we don't have anything close to it here Mm. um but you pull up and there's like seven fire rigs ladders and engines in the middle of the road like damn is there a fire on here no they just park their trucks and everybody just they escort people through there's one way and people are polite on arthur avenue they they let people go and then the other way goes and these firefighters go in there and get a sandwich and, do, and there's a place called um, Peter's Deli right now, or Peter's Meats right next to it, the butcher shop, and they all get their meat for the night. And they go in there every shift to buy two steaks for that night's dinner. That's how popular this place is. It's in this little place called Arthur Avenue where it's like Italian droll. It's like Little Italy of, of um, is it the Bronx? Yeah, Arthur Avenue's in the Bronx. So Little Italy's in Manhattan. We went there too. It's badass. Freaking Chinatown. It's awesome, dude. There's... I'm just, and it's clean. And then people are going to hear this. And they're going to be, you're so full of shit, Belly. No, I'm telling you. It's like a pleasure to be in these places and, and see this amount of culture. Do you, do they have crime? Well, of course they do, dude. There's like 8 million people on this little Down tiny island. island. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> but the, the, the whole experience seeing Radio City Music Hall, seeing the David Letterman Theater, seeing Jimmy Fallon's Theater, seeing this dipshit named Stephen Colbert. I can't stand that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shame that his name's on those lights, actually. I think it's an embarrassment. But um, I don't know if there's another place on earth like it. Could you think of one? You don't go. I've been everywhere. You know how I travel. Fort Lauderdale, Dallas, Chicago. Chicago's got some shit, yeah. but not like this. Chicago's beautiful and the architecture is amazing and Wrigley's amazing and the South side's amazing and the food's amazing. Please don't get me wrong. Chicago is awesome. Um, a lot of crime there. Great mayor. Right. But, um, what is it about that, that New York being in my forties and going for the first time, I'm almost glad I waited to appreciate the way that I wanted to appreciate it. Cause now I'm like, my daughter and I literally planned our next trip, which is going to be in spring break next year. She wants to go to New York. She's 11 and was like, I mi-, she told me yesterday, I miss New York so much. She's there six days. And she's like, she's never said that about anywhere. Hmm. So I mean, I it's part of it's because it's so old, right? I mean, 
it's old. It's but old. so is Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Washington, D.C. is our state, is our nation's DC capital. D.C. used to be cool. D.C. is just a shithole now. Yeah, but D.C. doesn't have this culture, man. No. D.C. doesn't have that city. I mean, it is a city, but it's not like that. There is there. You know, hey, man, that's what intrigues me the most about, like, I've never been to New York, but San Francisco, man, is just the, because San Francisco got a lot of culture, man. The, the, oh, it, oh. Back in the day, the gold miners that came over there and the, you know. Uh, Dude, I love San Francisco. Used to. I mean, I do too. I, and it'll, I it'll to be love. back. There'll be a rebound, all this. Eventually, all these people are going to get sick of rolling around in their own mess. You know what I'm saying? You I really hope. think so? I don't know. You I really hope. think in your heart that San Francisco makes a rebound? I hope so. I hope you're right because New York got bad for a while and they cleaned it up. Dude, this mayor. I don't know how Giuliani was. I never was there when he was there. I, I, I want to like him. I want to like him, but I heard he didn't support police the way he was supposed to. But I don't know about that. Uh, the other ones that we just got, uh, Cuomo and all this, was that? Yeah. yeah. No thanks. Um, but I'm being 100% honest. I would go back in a heartbeat. Like I would leave tomorrow to go hang and do the Yankees games or a Giants game or go over or go over to um, the Jets. And then there's City Field still. You got City Field in Queens, right? And then you got and then you got freaking the Bronx has Yankee Stadium. No, no uh, offense or disrespect to the. Would you like to go back with me and hit all the bars at <laughs> 10 o'clock? Oh, at I would night. love to go oh, back. Dude, with I'd the, love and that. I love having my daughter there. Of course, of course. But for an adult trip. It'd be fun to have an adult trip there too. The adult trip to where if, especially if you can save up, let's say that you said I'm saving up 10 grand or 12 grand. It's expensive. Oh, I bet. Um, but you it's gotta, like Vegas, right? It's, it's $20 cocktails and oh yeah, $15 beers and $19 for now you can go you can go to a, a, a pub and get a sure uh, but man dude every old fashioned I had yeah you want with so much love you want to go to Manhattan and, and, and drink a Manhattan yeah but I mean like there it's expensive. you know what's a hot dog at Yankee Stadium 12 bucks I mean it's mm, eight nine yeah. but the beers are expensive they, yeah. but they give you the double deckers they give you the big tall boy cans the 24 ounces and they're like there I think they're 17 a piece how fun would it be a clock catch a night game and then hit the city till about three in the morning there's I, I did it I did it. Be great. I went to Times Square. Um, let me tell you my schedule. This was the schedule. This is kind of cool. I'm not going to give all details, but because a lot of people are like, eh, we don't care. But the places that we hit that were unreal. Um, da Tomas, uh, Tomaso. D-A-T-O-M-M-A-S-O, two words, Don Tommaso, Da Tommaso is the name of that restaurant that Gary LaVox threw me on. Unbelievable Italian food. Little tiny place. Like literally right on 8th Avenue, right in Manhattan. It's unbelievable food. That We went to dinner after a Yankees game there. The next day, a Yankees game, and then we did a place called Ellen's Stardust Diner. It's a double-decker diner like Happy Days. Food, average at best. But the experience, it's all about the experience because everybody that works there, every server, I don't know about, I'm not, I'm, I don't know anything about the cooks, but every server and the maitre d's and the hostesses are all up and coming. They're there to try, it's like being at, working at a bar in Nashville. Really? They're there to get a record deal. They're there to get a Broadway gig. Dude, I was, I was sitting in the restaurant. Hold on. 
People are going to love to hear this. This is at a place called Ellen's Stardust Diner. I'm trying to remember what night we were there so I can show you this. Statue of Liberty was awesome. Here we go. M&M Factory. I got to tell you about the M&M store. That place is next level. Okay, here we are. Thanks. Um, give me a second. Radio City Music Hall. Did you see the uh, Howard Stern studio? No, he doesn't even go there anymore, dude. From what I hear, he just works out of his house now, doesn't he? I caught I caught a, a little thing on him. The other, he left his house for the first time in two years, and he said it was overwhelming. <laughs> Jesus Christ, me. He's just went downhill to me. Love him. I'll always have respect for him. Yeah. But don't like what it became. All right, I got to find this. I'm getting weirded out, but I, I hope I didn't lose it. Before that, that was like the early weeks. Have you ever been to New York as a state? No. So, like, I was at Syracuse. I was in Buffalo. You, did you know that Buffalo is where the Buffalo Wild Wings come from? No. Or buff, not Buffalo Wild Wings, Buffalo Wings. Really? I mean, I, it I makes drove, sense. I drove through it, and I, we get up to this place for goose hunting, and they're like, we got the best wings in the world. I'm like, dude, we blow your wings away. We'll blow your wings away on the Traeger. And they're like, bro, we live in Buffalo. <laughs> and I'm like, is that where the Buffalo wing? And I had no idea. Like, is that ignorant not to know that? I had no idea that they came from Buffalo, New York. And then I heard all the stories on how it happened, and there's a couple different, a couple different stories of how, how that happened. But... um. Man, I'm not going to stop until I find this. I really do have to show this to you. This guy's singing um, at this place, Ellen's Stardust Diner. You got to go there. There it is. This guy's a server. He's got his little apron on. He's got his book. What the hell isn't it playing for? That sucks. Um, and he gets up and sings. Oh. He's our waiter, bro. That's hilarious. And it's the song Listen. from Step Brothers. Yeah, Catalina Wine Mixer. Boats and hose. Wow. Look at the diner Look down there. Look how big that place is. Look at that. Dude, line wrapped around the building. So all is that, everywhere just packed when you go there? Three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, what are all them people lined up for? I'm like, that's the Stardust Diner. People are lining up at three to get in there for five o'clock. It's unreal famous. And is that tourism or is that everybody? It's 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 got to be that Broadway crowd that knows about it. This person that started this, Alan, must have been going to Nashville. So that's another thing we did. I went to Broadway and watched Hamilton in the orchestra, fourth row, center stage, mind blown the entire time. Really. It's all hip hop, you know, it's Hamilton. They turned into hip, this guy that did it. And I've been listening to the soundtrack for two years because Alyssa was addicted to it. And I literally sat there in awe of like, this is perfect. Like they're perfect at this standing ovations, hit every note, set changes. Don't miss a T on their words. Like just total professionals in a beautiful theater on Broadway. And I'm sitting there going, I'm literally watching a play on Broadway in New York city because of ducks. The only reason I'm in New York City, which I could have went there someday, but the only reason that I was able to get all of that stuff done is because of connections through duck hunting. Mm. 
Like that's crazy to me. Yeah. It's so crazy. And like, I could keep going like this shit that we did throughout the entire week, the, the Hamilton play, um, the Stardust diner that I told you about when you go there, when you, when you ever take Jilly there, you have to go and just see the talent. It's like being in a bar in Nashville and going, how does this dude not have a record deal? How does mm -hmm. she not have a deal? I'm like, they're like, they're, they haven't been able to get selected for a Broadway play. That just tells you how much talent's in that freaking place. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're just living in New York, waiting for a tryout for and, break. and waiting for a break to freaking. Um, so then Times Square was that night and Times Square is over, over. It's like the Vegas strip is so long now and you get by Treasure Island and you see it and you get by Caesars and you see it and you get by the Bellagio and you see the fountains and you do all that shit. Dude, this is like, this is like just in your face. Crammed right in a small area. Powerful. Every big screen is playing in this video or this video and advertising this. And and then, dude, you'll come around the corner because the, the traffic's still going. There'll be a girl laying down right in the middle of the street posing. Not just for a quick snapshot or selfie. With a photographer on his knees taking TikTok videos and poses for Instagram or whatever it is. Mm. We drive by and Jen's like, oh my God, there's that TikTok guy. There he is. I guess it's some photographer that wears a laptop or an iPad around a, uh, as a necklace. And then he has his camera and he'll do a photo shoot right there for you and then turn it into some badass TikTok video or some shit. And he's, he's becoming famous. Jen's like, I watch him on TikTok. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Never wow. been on TikTok. But the whole street is full of people trying to make it somehow. That's wild, dude. I can I can go on and on. The next day, um, Statue of Liberty, amazing. Um, Ellis Island, amazing. Battery Park, all of that, amazing. Um, Fifth Avenue, shopping. The toy store from Big. Zach Fifth Avenue. The toy store from Big. Do they have a piano on the ground still? Bro, it's New York. <laughs> That's so awesome. Listen to Anna. She almost looks like uh She doesn't miss a note. Who's the actor next to Tom Hanks that does that? I don't remember. But, Gene Hacker, <clears throat> right? But that toy store, dude. FAO Schwartz. That's Bro, so you've never great. seen anything like it. The guy comes out in a freaking in a in a conductor suit or one of the uh what are the guys in the big black hat and the red suit called with the cane? Come on, dude. The the guys are on the gin bottle? The uh, yes. uh beef eaters. Beef eater guys. Yeah. So he comes out and does a whole speech and lets uh, lets a, an adult and one kid fly the flag of FAO Schwartz and then invites everybody and you walk in and you just get bombarded. Here's a new toy. You need a bag. You got this. Welcome. What's going on? Dude, the guys are throwing boomerangs that wrap around your head and come back and he catches it, right? I'm like, if that hits me in the eye, I'm going to dust I'm you, dude. Yeah, yeah you're going to kill me if that thing hits me in the eye. Um, so that place, FAO Schwartz, badass. Did you let the kids get toys? Yeah. Well, I got some. Do they have a, they have a vintage, vintage candy section? Oh, I love that. Of Laffy Taffy and Pop Rocks and original Juicy Fruit. This is all made for this store only, dude. It's like they have this deal with all these companies. They don't sell these toys anywhere else. You can't go and just buy that, this boomerang this dude had anywhere else. They're it's not only the Toys for, R Us. It's only for FA. Is there still such thing? I don't know. 
Not here in Reno. Anyway, um, I know you got to get going, don't you? Or do you? Yeah. You always have to go. Um, Rockefeller Center, bro. Grand Central Station. We'll 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 continue this. We got to continue New York. You said you had a lot of questions. Are you going to come with some questions? I could go on and on, dude. Well, you haven't asked me any. Well, you've been so generous with your information. I don't need to. I know. I got all fired up. I've had a great day of business. And I honestly, in my heart, miss New York. It's that cool of a town. Well, it's different because, like, right now, you, you know, we're going to go park it on the couch and eat dinner or do whatever. And, like, if you're in New York City, you could walk out of your street and walk to your local bar. You could go. Like you said, we just don't have anything here. Yeah, and I would have went to Pete's Deli and, or whatever. Pete's Meat Shop. Yeah. And freaking, dude, you know the the... The, the Sopranos over across the bridge in Jersey when they're in Hoboken and they got the, is it Hoboken they're in? Or are they in Newark? They're in Hoboken, right? Okay. That place closed down. That meat shop they hung out in the front table where they played checkers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, I got uh, the poster in there. Um, well, that place closed down because of the pandemic, sadly enough. Um, but the meat shops with the hanging salamis and the prosciutto, leg of prosciutto, you, dude, full chickens hanging in the windows in Chinatown, beaks on, oh, yeah. like authentic shit, dude. It's just, and I know that we could sit here, tell her blue in the face and say that, well, of course there's only one New York and that's where you find that kind of stuff. There's no culture here. We're missing out on life by staying in this area. I'm not saying that you, that home isn't sweet and home sweet home and coming home is so great. And the anticipation builds up. I'm simply saying that you got to get out and live because I will, I will go back. We'll go. We're going to go. The place is amazing. Dude, just walking through central park. You're like, I'm in Central Park. I'm at Tavern at the Green drinking a beer out of the spout at Tavern at the Green, world famous Tavern at the Green, the Tavern on the Green. I like everything is like gives you pride of like, man. And then when you get over to, when you get over that part of Manhattan where the towers went down and, they, and the guys in the harbor boots, boats are showing me where the planes came and how they approached and all that, they were all there. They all watched it. Brutal. Um, 9-11, dude. We got, we're going to have an episode on 9-11. We're going to come back with part two about New York because Crosby's going to have some questions. You got to end it with one question. I mean, you've been saying you have these questions. You got to have one. You got to have one, Alex Trebek. Well, I mean. Rest in peace. You've, <laughs> you've hit on so many things, but I was just going to say, you, think about all the great movies and TV shows and everything that's that are filmed in New York City. So, you know, Sopranos was going to, I figured you would have done a bunch of the Soprano stuff being that how much you loved it, but it sounds like, the place they were at already closed, but did you see any of the other stuff that they, you know, they filmed were in Jersey. In? Isn't that close though? Or no, <clears throat> right across the bridge. Yeah. You but just, oh, you didn't make next, it there next time for sure. Dude, you can't do it all in six days. You got to have <clears throat> multiple trips to do it all. There's so much to go and see, go to you got, long islands a ways away. I want to go see long Island. I want to spend more. I want to go and, and, and check out some of the delis in Brooklyn. I want to check out, um, What's the place the Beastie Boys, uh, there's a pizza parlor that the Beastie, Beastie Boys always used to go to. That They say it's real dangerous there now. McSurley's like, is that place, like one of the oldest bars there. They they only serve light beer or dark beer yeah, when you walk in. Yeah. There. Light, light or dark, half and half. They'll give That's you a light Brooklyn? beer, dark beer. Bowl. I don't know where it is. Somewhere in New York. Yeah, you've got you've to see it and, and experience it to understand how special it is. Because I thought for sure I would have been like, I cannot wait to get the... Because dude... You're driving in there. I drove the truck and the trailer into Harlem and had to back. Yeah. The, I had an audience watching me back that 28 foot trailer into a little tiny spot with cars all around to park it overnight at the Harlem firehouse. 
If I showed you the videos of the firehouse, duck jambalaya for lunch they made us at the at the firehouse, and then to hear the stories about 9-11 and everything, and then to watch the trucks go in and out, they're, they're nonstop busy. It's crazy. Oh, I bet they get a ton of calls. Oh, my gosh. Tons of calls. Dude, every building in New York straight up. Right. <clears throat> you get a fire or a stuck elevator or somebody that's in dismay, like it's the firefighters that are getting called out. Oh, this is what I was going to tell you. We don't have a freaking idea what a horn is here. <laughs> you hear one horn a year here. Yeah. Bro, thousands Non-stop. a day. Everybody uses their horn as a tool or a weapon. Like, it's unreal how people drive there. Even my driver, in and out of everywhere, just whoa, 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 whoa. Like, parking in places, you're like, are we allowed to be here? You just cut that dude off. You just ran that red light. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So aggressive. Everything's aggressive. Oh, my gosh. You have to be or you'd be stuck. Yeah, and you would. And for them not to have, and here's the other deal. I saw, did I see one? Maybe one fender bender the whole time I'm there. I saw two on Pyramid Highway yesterday. Right. But they're right on each other all the time. They're cutting each other off. There's road rage like there's no tomorrow. Or at least there should be. Because I'm sitting there getting anxiety like, dude, I would blow a top. And it taught me like, I just got to slow down. I don't even need to get fired up. These guys are, they're seeing and hearing horns. And like, you do not quit hearing sirens. There's an ambulance or a police car or a fire truck going somewhere at every minute of every single day in the boroughs. Mm. Then we found a place called Metropolis. I told him I'd give him a shout out. Thank you, Metropolis Vintage. On Broadway, bro, every, uh, Alyssa got a Taylor Swift shirt. Mm. Tater got an, a, a vintage Zach Brown shirt because he's from Georgia. I got a, I got the shirt you saw me wearing at, uh, at Kid Rock the other night, that Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> they, had, they had vintage jackets, jean jackets, Levi's. They had all the vintage Yankees and Mets, the, the velvet, the, not velvet, but the, the uh, nylon jackets with the shiny on really? it, like the old school ones. Dude, windbreakers, unreal. like the windbreakers? Yeah, kind of like, not windbreaker, but. Yeah, I know, like the silky. Yeah, yeah, the silky ones with the buttons and the collar that was oh, kind of rough man. on them. Oh, dude, the store that me and you would open. Like, I was like, y'all hiring? And they're like, ah, they were all brothers. Like, they were all dudes that were just, just like, you could tell they were all bros. They're like, man, I got this idea. And the real estate there ain't cheap. So no. they got to be selling some shit. No records, no music, just clothes and hats. And I'm they talking make like, a killing. dude, I'm talking like Janet Jackson, uh, vintage tour shirt, still in good shape. Wow. Like real stuff. Not that underground bootlegged shit that you not get outside the, stuff the, at the fair. No. Or the stuff that somebody's trying to sell you on the sidewalk outside the stadium. <laughs> I'm going to end it by talking about my boys at Nick's. Nick's is a bar in the Bronx, right outside of Yankee stadium. That's owned by retired FDNY firefighters. I went in there for a, a drink after the first Yankees game and my boy, Jim Hodges, Jim, we'll talk about you and your brother, Bo more in the next episode. I got so much to talk about. I could talk about this freaking place and these people forever, but the owner of Nick's, I got to meet him and shake his hand, tell him, thank you. He was part of nine 11. Um, again, a bar that when you go here, you have zero feels like I had in this bar. Yankees banner hanging Picture of Thurman Munson on the wall behind you. Yogi Bear up here. Freaking the captain, Derek Jeter, right here. Um, just the feels. Like, the you know, when you like the emotions and the feels that you get. I was just like, dude, I want to have one more drink. But I couldn't because we had to get to a dinner. I'm like, this place is freaking awesome. It's underneath this bridge, right outside Yankee Stadium, on this little line of bars that are absolutely jam-packed after every Yankees game. Win or lose. Win or lose. Sounds so it's great. Been th- it's been 12 years since the Yankees won a World Series. I think 2010 was their last one. 
Yeah, they, they play tonight. Great. They play tonight. They're playing right now. Trying to get in the playoffs, right? The Mets got knocked out, I think, last night. No, the night. Yankees are in the playoffs. They had a bye in the or, first round. Yeah. They won the American League East by six or seven games over Toronto, I think. I don't know everything. I don't follow it as close as I should. This life ain't for everybody. Breaking it down, Chad and Alex. Thank you to our title sponsor, Jack Daniels. Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. I just had... You got to come in and have one little taste before you leave of the new triple mash. 100 proof. Delicious. Mm. Delicious. So good. Have I given you a bottle out of the new the new barrel yet? No. I haven't? I don't think Are so. Are you lying? I don't think so. I got the old vintage. Really? Unopened. Jack Daniels Barbecue is this week in the world champion, the Jack. Yours truly will be emceeing, helping them see, and judging. They've asked me to be a judge at the 2022 Jack. Coming at you, Tennessee, Nashville, Lynchburg will be there this week. Thank you, Jack Daniels. Today's episode of Breaking It Down on This Life Ain't For Everybody podcast is also brought to you by Sig Sauer. Protect yourselves, protect your families, protect your dwelling, your communities. Safety, security, I love living life. We just talked about this for 60 minutes about just being in New York and how, how prideful I felt of being an American, of knowing everything that goes on in that city. Why do I keep touching this? It's like my <laughs> microphone here. You don't want to talk into that microphone Tom. too much. Um, but Sig Sauer, the handguns, there's a lot of different models. We've got a new 10 millimeter in just now, the 9s, the 40s, the 45s, the 380s. I'm a big fan. The engineering all of the design, their personnel, ex-military, ex-police officers, ex-first responders, they know their shit. They're ahead of the game. That's why they're the official handgun of the United States military. And I'm telling I, every police officer I know that I've ever talked to you depends on, even the ones in New York I talked to you depend on Sig Sauer. So check them out. Sig Sauer, the new experience at the headquarters in the northeast part of our country is absolutely blowing people's minds. They're doing the grand opening to the public this week, actually. I was supposed to be up at Sig Sauer this week, but I'm going to Jack Daniels, and that was a hard call to make, dude. They're launching the new Sig Sauer experience to the public this week. We will be up there in the next couple months, though. Thank you, Sig Sauer, for all your support of This Life Ain't For Everybody and all of our sister podcasts, The Foul Life, Where the Pavement Ends, Anna V's American Wing Shooting, and Jennifer Swenson and Anna V's 40 Years to Freedom. Thank you all for the downloads, the support. Thank you for supporting the partners and sponsors that support us. And I hope that... uh Y'all get to visit New York, and I hope that you enjoy it as much as I did. My family did. I can't wait to get back there. Thank you to Big Mike. Thank you to Tim. Thank you to Jim. Thank you to Bo. Thank you to every single person that helped us, Nick McNamara and everybody at Basswood Lodge, my man Matt Williams that made it all happen up there in the north part, my man Tom. You know who you are. Chris, you know who you are in the town of Casanova. Thank you to everybody in Syracuse at the Syracuse Mets who rolled out the red carpet so we could watch them play the Buffalo Bisons. That was an amazing experience being at a triple-A game in Syracuse, New York, watching the Buffalo Bisons play the the Syracuse Mets. Thank you to everybody that made New York special. Thank you to Sig Sauer. Thank you to Jack Daniels, Alex Crosby, Chad Belding. This Life Ain't For Everybody, Breaking It Down series. We'll be back at you with New York Part 2. Peace. (laughs) 